and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noah Fullwoman. My guest this week is Jeff Whalen. Now, Jeff is the lead singer of the band Czar and the brother Steve. He also released his solo album a couple years ago. Jeff is the prototypical frontman. He is energetic, he's likable, he's got a really good voice. Problem was, they didn't make it that big, Czar, and I really thought they would. An amazing first album. I discovered them from, believe it or not, American Psycho 2. We talk about that, we talk about the songs that were in the movie, we talk about why they didn't make it big. We also talk about how Tears for Fears factored into one of the greatest nights of his life. We talk about Brother Steve, we talk about the project he's working on now. We just had a great conversation, and in the 300 plus episodes that I've done on this uh, podcast, this conversation is probably top 10. That's how much I love Jeff, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. Are yeah. we still, is this a preamble or have we started? Oh, we haven't started, but I mean, if this sounds pretty good, I mean, I'll keep it in, you know? <laughs> I always started up front because I, I'm afraid that I'll, I won't hit record. And then oh, we'll yeah. starting in, you know, half hour in, I'm like, oh shit, you know, what am I going to do? So as soon as Classic. I see you pop up, I'm like in the waiting room, like I'm recording and then I just edit it out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man. And so, so tell me, so tell me, I, I looked at your podcast episodes okay. and I haven't had a chance to, to listen, but it seems like you got some pretty cool people. And then you talk about yeah. like growing up listening to it. Is that the idea? It's basically, you know, band artists, authors, um, actors, anyone who's like influenced me. I mean, what am I now? I'm approaching 50. I'm like 40, I'm going to be 49 soon. So it's like, I had a good perspective and big eighties fan and stuff like that. So it's like, Focused on like 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and then any of those people who have new stuff, it's like, it's awesome. You know, I don't want to talk about, hey, you know, um, Duran Duran, let's talk Rio for a half hour, hour and a half, but they put out some amazing stuff afterwards. Yeah, but you can still, talk, you can still talk about Rio, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, because that's what the fans want to listen to. You know, you know, it's like, you know, concerts, hey, here's a new song, and then everyone goes, takes a piss. You know, it's like, you want to, like, I'm a fan of like Two Shafirs, my favorite band of all time. Oh, and, yeah. they, and they put up a new a new album uh, last year. It's great. Uh, but of course, when they tour, you want to promote that stuff. And you, you play half your set list is all the new stuff. And then it's like, eh, you know, I like it because I want to hear new stuff from my artists. That's why they're my favorite artists because they put out new stuff. So a friend, of, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine went to uh, the Tears for Fears show at the Hollywood Bowl not too long ago with his oh. mother. Okay. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, are they going to open with... Uh, uh, head over heels and uh and he's yeah. like he's like that's what i'm betting and then and then i talked to him he's like he's like he's like man it was all new stuff at the top yeah uh, sorry <laughs> yeah I, I think they closed with head over heels before they like did their encore because okay. yeah because i saw them like two out of three nights i saw them up in connecticut where i live and then at, the, at madison square garden and that was the first time they were played the garden which i found that crazy and i was like first row in the garden and i never had that before and it was just like oh my god i'm like almost gonna start crying which i'm wasn't but it's like it's amazing my favorite band i'm like five feet away from like those guys but it was it was so much fun uh let me tell you but one of the happiest moments the happiest moments of my entire life was the uh new year's eve going into 1999 and czar was uh uh had just been signed like days before had been signed days before and we were at um to the New Year's Eve party at, at Gwen Stefani's house. Okay. And <laughs> right, because you had the same manager, right? Well, they had they had parted ways, but we okay. knew them. We 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 knew them a little bit. And, right. Uh and so uh it was just like 
it was like you know it was a, a, a kind of a millennium kind of uh event too yeah. even though it, was, it wasn't into 2000 it was 99 and they kept playing you know 1999 by prince right, of and course like, like ben stiller was there there was a <laughs> bunch of celebrities and yeah like we were like brand new to this right and uh and we got we went there and got so drunk and we took ecstasy right and it was the greatest thing ever and we went back to our apartment which was like we it was like a, a really small one bedroom where we had recorded a lot of our demos and you know i had slept on the floor of the couch you know this kind of thing we had a bunch of people and I can't tell it's like three in the morning and I can't tell you the positivity in the room and the excitement in the room. And somebody put on uh, Sowing the Seeds of Love, right? And like, if you don't hear that song, uh, if you only hear it like once every couple of years, um, it'll just come and it'll fucking punch you in the stomach. It's yeah. so incredible. It's, it's like one of those ones and like, holy shit i just was looking around the room and we were all like drinking and smoking and laughing and singing that song <laughs> and 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 quite quite possibly it was the happiest moment of, of my life uh, wow. it's it's uh I, I remember it very 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 positively right now i mean to me like did you like think at any point of your life you know mainly like when you're growing up that you'd be doing this and be partying with those guys and just like, Oh shit, I'm a rock star. Well, I thought that at the moment, uh, right. <laughs> but I, I no, I mean, and like, and I never really quite thought that again. No, I mean, not, <laughs> not, not quite, but yeah. I mean, that was a moment of where it was all potential, right? It right. was all, everything was looking up, you know, it was that late nineties optimism. Generally there was like this, you know, the internet seemed like it was going to be fun. They were making a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it was like right, but it hadn't come. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And uh, um, and uh, there was just this optimism in everywhere, and like like music was like fun, and mostly in the pop music, mostly in yeah. the kind of like Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys kind of way. Which I really, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't deny the the pop power of that stuff. And, um, you know, Czar was playing, you know, Backstreet Boys songs, you know, then, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah. So like when I was like, say like 13, um, that kind of thing seemed like a, that was never going to happen. That would be right. very strange. I was, you know, very much a, uh raised kind of evangelical Christian right. kind of probably, you know, would be seen as like a kind of a MAGA kind of childhood. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, and so all of that seemed very fantastical. Uh, and, um, but I've often thought like, you know, because with some of the stuff, you know, um, I've been kind of disappointed with how things worked out on, 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 on some, you know, right. sides of things. But when I when I'm feeling blue or whatever, I can imagine going to tell this story to 13 year old me and that kid would just go like, all right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of no, but it'll be kind of sad, too. And he'll go, nah, yeah. that's right. going to be incredible. So uh, yeah. so for that. Uh, yeah. So I didn't think that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I don't take this the wrong way, but 
why weren't you guys bigger? I mean, because you should have been. I mean, your music was unbelievable. You are such like prototypical like front man. You're awesome. You have fun. You're, you're great. But what happened? Well, thank you for all yeah. those nice things. Um, I would say that like, you know, um, life's funny. Uh, it's not funny. It's a lot of different things. But like, you know, there's luck involved. I mean, you have to understand like, you know, I talk about the optimism happening in pop music right. at that time. But like the reaction, a kind of negative reaction was happening to that in um, in the rock side of things. And it was all it was like all Papa Roach, all uh, like Bizkit, POD, all, all those guys, all that stuff. And, um, you know, we were hoping that like kind of an alternative to that would be um, welcome. Um, yeah. But it really it wasn't it was it was just one of these timing things. I think, you know, I mean, we were, we were, uh, you know, you got to get lucky too, you know, and there's a million bands that are way right. better than Czar that never got popular. And, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's weird sometimes because sometimes I have a very philosophical uh, kind of um, accepting kind of attitude about it. And other times um, I have very much a, uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so who knows? And like, you know, and I, you know, it's, it's, as long as like, you know, we did some stuff that we are proud of, uh, then, um, that's really all, all you can really control anyway. So, and I'll get to the stuff you work on now. You saw, I want you to love brother Steve, which is amazing. Like as soon, I always like to kind of mention how I discovered a particular artist. I mean, some, you just know, because you know, you put out a great song, everyone knows it, but one night, it was, you know, probably two in the morning, and what do you watch at two in the morning? B-movies, right? I mean, and towards the end of the movie was, it was American Psycho 2, and um, this was, like, way past William Shatner dying, spoiler alert, and, you know, and all this nonsense, you know, so it was, like, you see Mila Coolness, coolness I'm like, oh, wow, you know, she's in it, and this was, like, pre, like, t you know, DVR, you know, pre-Tivo and stuff like that. So movie stops, I hear a great song. I'm like, girl, wouldn't wouldn't die. This song's awesome. And I was hooked. I was watching the credits because I wanted to know who this band was. This is like pre-Shazam, you know, where you called the phone up and stuff like that. And I see Zar. I'm like, awesome. And so you had another song in the, in the movie too, Ordinary Girl. So, you know, two, and it was an amazing soundtrack. You know, Biff Naked was in it, like uh, Ryle Kylie, um, I think Imogene Hip. So it was great, you know, great bands in there. Old 97s, I think, had a, a song. So then I was lucky enough to find it like two weeks later and watch the entire movie. Good movie if they changed the title, which I think was supposed to be originally Girl Who Wouldn't Die. What? 
No, they 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 had several titles. And okay. One was yeah, one was yeah. like All American Girl. Yeah. Was, was and um and for a minute, yeah, they said, "Can we call it Girl Who Wouldn't Die?" And I said, "Go for it." It's a it's a good movie if it wasn't called American Psycho Two. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, un- unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. So I immediately tried finding an album, and I went to like four different stores. I couldn't find it anywhere. But luckily, I found American Psycho Two soundtrack. So I got that first. So I, I'm probably the only person in America who has that soundtrack. Uh, but luckily, Amazon had the debut album. So I bought it there. I listened to it for quite some time. And, and every song was great. You know, um, Kathy Fong is the bomb. to take you just to come up with it i know you had the drug boys um kind of demo you know first but like working on an album writing the songs production just go a little in, into detail on that okay well 
again, thank you. Um, <laughs> you're you're and you're not the only person that's told me that they uh found found out about our band from um the end credits of that movie. Right. <laughs> um, it's it's which is interesting, you know, because yeah. uh, like no, like the the times that we were we had, that we've performed on TV on like yeah. some late night show, or whatever. Right. Li literally, no one has told me that they found out about the band those in 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 that manner but okay. several people have told me about the way you just described it right um okay so you know uh me and dan kern uh the lead guitar player yeah we were living at that apartment that i was talking about and um like we had nothing going on we couldn't get you know we couldn't get anything rolling and uh we were very shy people and uh so we decided to do the drug boy sessions which was we didn't have any money and I like I at Guitar Center they you, you could buy stuff and then return it within 30 days. Okay. Yeah. So I took uh, his credit card that I had for emergencies from my stepfather <laughs> and when we went and bought like a whole bunch of stuff and right. then we said we had 30 days to record uh our masterpiece. Um and we didn't do anything else. All we 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 uh you know, we compiled all the drugs we could, which wasn't very many. <laughs> and because uh, we didn't know people, we were shy. Yeah. And um, and that's all we did. And it was in this apartment. And we, you know, we played drums. We, we did everything like I don't know how the we didn't get kicked out. It was <laughs> it, you know, um, but it had this sense of and I, 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 I can't explain it and I don't know why, but there was this sense that it was going to be great and we were going to be fine and it was all going to work out and we recorded uh we would write and record um all all through the day and into the night and it was a really productive really fun uh process and um and but it was very lo-fi and you know we couldn't when we'd send it around you know uh, like we'd send it to the Viper room and um, they had, we got like a negative reaction, like, like a, Hey, like, like one of these, like, uh, uh, Hey, just FYI, uh, this isn't professional enough. And if you want to kind of get going in the business, you're going to need something more professional. So, um, so we just kind of kept, kept at it. And uh, we finally got a drummer and then we kept playing and we finally got uh, our good friend, uh, Jeff Solomon, who um, was had been living in, in San Francisco. He moved down to L.A. and now we had, you know, kind of and then we got uh, our friend Steve Holter, who had been in uh, this band Rydell High, which was signed. So suddenly we had the band that we needed and we played just a couple shows. We got, um, uh, you know, interest from from managers and labels very quickly like almost like uh is this real you know it was it was like i don't know if you've been in it where like in your life where like suddenly everything goes your way and right. that hasn't been the case and for this window and i don't know because you know you always hear about like thinking positive is will create opportunities will create will attract good things to you yeah. i can never fake that stuff you know it's like have a positive attitude is a really um i can't just do that i don't know if people can but like anyway there there's there was no reason for us to have a positive attitude but we did and it uh we just knew everything was gonna go great and it did and um 
So uh, we uh, we would play these shows and turn in these like lo-fi demos to them and act like we were like edgy artists. <laughs> and <laughs> and so uh, which was intriguing. Right. Um, we started we got some write ups in BAM. Uh, we got talked about on there was an indie station. Uh, uh, it was called Y was Y one hundred seven. Was that what it's called? Mm. I don't know. It was right next to K Rock in L A. Okay, and it was a short lived um, competitor to K Rock, and they would talk about us on their on their Sunday show sometimes. And um, I don't know. It just happened really fast, and uh, so we um, we got signed uh, to Hollywood Records. And Rob Cavallo was the head of A&R and he was, you know, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's like a, a big name producer. Right. Uh, still is, but especially then he was at Green Day and the Goo Goo Dolls yeah. and, and on and on. Um, and uh, he really seemed like he really dug the whole thing that we were trying to do. And um, so uh, we went in um to an experience that we had we had no uh lead up to it at all because this was like straight up you know we had been cassette four track we had done the drug boy stuff on this reel to reel eight track from the 80s uh that we bought at a thrift store <laughs> and uh and now we're in like ocean way which is like this really famous studio with frank sinatra or the beach boys or whoever else recorded there and everything's huge and uh there's a lot of like you pretend like you're not freaked out. You pretend like and and we're like Scrabble playing dudes, right? I mean, I mean, there's there's different sides to us, but at our heart, well, I mean, okay, not at our heart, but one part of our heart is a Scrabble playing part. And so we were in Ocean Way, and I think Rob Cavallo had expected us to be more um kind of uh, a riot house uh, Led Zeppelin throwing TVs out the window or something. Right. Cause we weren't. Yeah. And, um, and we were sitting there watching MTV and they're like the break room. <laughs> and, uh, and Rob Cavallo said, comes in and says, what the fuck? What, what's wrong with you guys? And he's like, he, he turns over the table and he picks up the couch and yeah. on its end and throws it over. Right. And, and like, fucks up the room and then leaves and we just looked at each other and like we're like what the fuck like are we supposed to do that <laughs> like, i i don't you know and it was really weird because there's like there's like a um there's a culture in especially then and maybe even now and it's very masculine in recording studios and um and there's good things about that but there's also things that are are different that different than i am about about those places uh there's like there's like a lot of porn going on there's a lot of like gross sex talk uh which is not our thing really. right um and so you know we were just kind of hanging on through that stuff uh there were people we didn't know um uh like like there was like a, a tech, a guitar tech it was super nice guy, but like, like I had a lot of trouble playing guitar in tune, which I don't even know if what that is even now. Right. I think it has to do with like, with certain strings you press down, um, uh, like harder than other strings because you know, the, 
the way the scale I, you know, and I really truly don't know because all I'd ever done is record uh, on a you know hundred dollar guitar into yeah. a into a four track and it sounds whatever it sounds like but like when it, you have like professional everything every little tiny flaw yeah. is exaggerated yeah and so there was a, a basically we were thrown into a situation where we had no experience and um had uh we're kind of culture shocked by a lot of the stuff and um so you know and and so much of life is a performance not only to other people but to yourself kind of um telling yourself who you are or acting in a certain way to be a certain way to change who you yeah. are or perceive yourself a certain right. way. So there was a lot of that. And if you, cause like we had a, a, a pretty like ironic um, uh, stance on certain things that changed through time. Like um, uh, one of our songs uh, calling all destroyers, right. Has this harmonized guitar part in it. And the first time Dan and I thought of that, um, we thought it was so corny, so cheesy, but we still loved it. But right. we were like shy to do it. And like, we thought it was like silly. So we kind of like overcompensated for how silly it was. And we like put our backs to each other and act like it was like we were kiss or something, you know? <laughs> and like, so much of that was like, is this real or are we pretending? And how much is kiss pretending? And how much is kiss real? And how much are is anybody just pretending? And how much is it real? And where there was a lot of that with us early on, where um, like you, because you don't know how much you mean it, and you don't know how good you are.
so yeah, so I mean, I mean, this is a this is an an incredible question about rock and roll that I've never been able to understand. And a lot of my favorite bands are uh, right on the edge of satire and sincerity, right? And I don't know if you know the band the Pooh Sticks. Are you familiar with them? No. Okay, so like a '90s band from okay. Wales, uh, and uh, it's they're almost like the Spinal Tap of bubblegum music in a okay. way, um, where like. It's satire in a way, but it's so sincere that like it, 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 it's bigger than that. So it's, or like even in a more recent, although long ago now, but like MGMT with um, yeah. like time, time to pretend or whatever, right. where it's like it's sincere and it's obviously making fun at the same time, and so those kind of bands, even going back to say like, like, like say Mick Jagger. Or whatever, where like yeah. you know he's out there and uh, he uh, is going, yeah! you know, <laughs> and yeah. like, are you kidding? And right. At the same at the same time, uh, is incredible. He's 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 slaying you while you're going. You are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so like th these kinds of issues uh, have always been interesting to me, and uh, certainly as I've explored who I am throughout my life. Uh, I'm no closer to understanding anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, as you get older, you're supposed to get wiser. But I mean, I don't know if oh, we God, no. do. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly haven't. I think I lost the step, but <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's that's what well, they. <laughs> no, in all fairness, we're living in some pretty unusual times where, like, yeah. you you go, you you know, at least me, I, I've like lost a lot of. Um, uh, I don't know, faith in people or whatever, where you just go, yeah. like, really? And, and, and like, you know, so I, I, I we ought to give ourselves a, a little, a little break on that one. Um, no, I, because, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm Jewish, but I'm not overly religious at all. And I always tell my wife that I subscribe to the church slash temple of don't be an asshole. You know, just don't be an asshole to people. It's not that hard, you know, and, but, Unfortunately, we are now, you know, in these these times. It's unfortunate whether it's social we media. Always we always we always we always were. Just magnify now, you know, with with the internet and everything. It's just it's unfortunate. Just you know, be be kind to people. You know, I know I'm it's a little naive, but it's not that hard. It really isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, but you have like sociopaths and no, and I know all, you have you have like you know humanity. In many ways, is the history of like slavery yeah. and oppression, exactly, and and just powerful people like you know destroying the other people. I mean, that's yeah. the history of the of of the world, right? And and uh, you know, in some ways, it's way better now. But at the, on on the other hand, you know, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why I mean, I, I kind of like enjoy whatever music you put out because it's almost escape you know it's escapism you know you can put it on listen to you know whether a four minute three minute song or the whole entire album you can kind of clear your head for a little bit you know I, sometimes i don't want to hear an artist just you know rant on about you know how horrible the world is you know because i can just put on the news before that you know and I, although i do like yeah. some artists but it's like sometimes like you know just tone it down a little bit no, and, and and like and you know, and that's that's what art, you know. I mean, in yeah. terms of like, you know, the things that we we use, say like 
belief for, like say religion right. or whatever. I, I feel like rock and roll is in that same space uh, where you you get to kind of uh, have it mean something different for a little while or or mean what it, you know, mean everything for a little while. And, you know, and a lot of times I, I will listen to some like bubblegum song, you know, and it it seems real and true, and yeah. I know it's not. I right. know it's not. Yeah, it's like studio musician, studio everything. Like no artist really involved except for you know the the bubblegum artist. And like man, it, it it just that sound of a hand clap or whatever it is that like hits me. It's like it's realer than than yeah. you know a lot of different things. So I I yeah I I totally get you. Yeah. But I do feel like I hear a lot of like monkey inspired in your music. So yeah. you must have been like a huge monkeys fan growing up. Yeah. Um. Well, again, I was I I had that MAGA upbringing. So, right. Or after uh, you kind of got. got I wasn't allowed to listen to to pop music or music that didn't like uh, wasn't specifically for the glory of of Christ. Okay. So um uh, you know um it was it was. It was later, and I um, I discovered the monkeys, you know, uh, when um, well, I would come home from school, and uh, they would have on Nickelodeon. Yep, there that's when be, I watched it too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There would be Double Dare, and then there would be the monkeys, right? Monkeys. So yeah. I come home, and you have a frozen burrito, uh, and sit on the couch, yeah. watch the end of Double Dare, and then and then the monkeys. So, um, and, and then I got, I would go, um, um, every, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like every week or every two weeks, whatever I could afford, I would go to the record store and buy one of their albums, the re-release ones on Rhino on vinyl. And, uh, you know, and all of their records are great. Um, and um my favorite one you know i mean i don't know i don't know how, how deep you want to go here but like sometimes i think that headquarters is my favorite which is okay. the one where they play their own instruments i don't know if it's like the only one where they, where they, they actually keep do those drums yeah yeah and um i just love that record you know and uh for a while the monkeys were my favorite band um there were, I've probably seen the movie Head maybe 90 times. Right. Um, there are, you know, uh, I have certain friends where, you know, for the longest time, we just spoke in in Head references uh, <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, they jump out of cars, they laugh at <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, um, yeah, so you got Mickey's my favorite, uh, then Davey, okay. uh, then Mike, then Peter. Peter, <laughs> Um, you know, I was, uh, there's like, a, you know, like I love Davey, you know, and, um, and I was thinking, cause like, you know how, like, okay. So in Pleasant Valley Sunday, he has that, like, like that scene stealing, right. Which is like maybe his best vocal that he ever did in right. his entire life is that. And like, but also in like, uh, in I'm a believer, did it, did it, like, like, like that band is like so much better with their the way their voices work together, like Mickey and Mike harmonizing together, 
the way that that whole thing, it's like it's album after album of undeniable 60s pop. And, you know, um, it's corny. Yeah. It's it's it, but there's nothing, you know, like you look at, say, like Stepping Stone and like every punk band, every every garage band loves to play that song because mm -hmm. it's so awesome. Yeah. And um, and there's not that many like that. There's not many, you know, songs that almost like a special thing where like i don't know who knows but uh yeah monkeys yeah and it's funny because like davy's mind because before i really started watching the show he was on brady bunch and marcia had to get them you know for the prom or something like that so yeah. he was kind of like in the forefront but there's it's funny now because you look at nickelodeon there was a show called big time rush and it was kind of like uh four you know four guys in, in a band and they had their own you know tv show and my son loves them. My oldest son, it's like, he's like, I, I don't know. Is what it he, now? When, when is it from? Um, it's probably from about 10 years ago, but they reunited and now they actually go on tour. And oh, big, son, big time rush? Big time rush. Yeah, check them out. The, the show is kind of funny, a little corny, kind of like the, the monkeys, but their music is pretty music. good. It's, it's, actually, it's actually pretty good. So he's like That's obsessed okay. with them, you know, him and his, his actually, him and his friends go, they've gone to tours, they do like the VIP, get the pictures with him. It's, it's hysterical. So it's kind of like, um, like when we were younger watching the monkeys, they have that now, you know, thanks to Nickelodeon, you know, with that, with that show. So it's, it's kind of pretty funny. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, check it out. You'd probably enjoy a little bit. The show's a little campy. So just like the monkeys. I love that show. I love the monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, when like was it that show, that band that kind of got you into the music after you kind of got out of the you know Christ music, so to speak? I mean, I I suppose I mean I I mean I based like a lot of my desires on 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 I wanted to uh, be in a band. Uh, it didn't matter if we made it. I just wanted to be in the band, right. and we would all live in a, an apartment, and we would all like try to make it and yeah. stuff you know and but the half adventures and like, exactly but it was all you know montages. Music. yeah we'd have yeah. montages yeah and uh you know and davy would fall in love with the girl every week but um i mean that's all i wanted to do like like truly is yeah. is uh is that and um and you know and trying to make it was was part of it you know and and I, sometimes I wonder, like, you know, whether that was just as much of a a, a thing I thought I had to do because of the monkeys. Because, like, my friends at the time, like, when I was um, first starting to play music, like, in college and stuff, you know, we were all very Gen X-y, you know, and Gen Xers, you know, were very authentic. And yeah. we, you know, we don't, we don't sell out, man. <laughs> we're not going to sell out. Right. And so a lot of my friends, uh, people I was playing music with, seemed to take that to the thing of like, like any attempt uh, to even practice or anything was like a form of selling out. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted to like, let's, wouldn't it, I'm like, wouldn't it be fun if we made records and like yeah. went on tour and stuff? Wouldn't that be fun? And so uh, eventually, you know, I, I kind of like, like, drag people kicking and screaming into that and i and i wonder if it was just wanting to be in the monkeys yeah <laughs> do you feel like if you guys started now it'd be much harder for you just the way the business is um i mean i don't know if i'd want to do it now you know i mean like 
so much of what like okay i was at uh you know what knott's berry farm is if oh yeah yeah knott's berry farm okay so it's like a theme park for for your listeners who don't it's a uh it's a theme park in southern california um that has different things but most of it is a kind of a old west theme um and i was there and there was a kid a little kid uh they have like cowboys walking around and stuff mm-hmm. and uh there's a little kid and he was dressed up like a cowboy and um he just wanted to stand on the porch where the other cowboys were standing and he didn't want to talk to anybody or anything he just wanted to like get up there with them and just stand there with them and so I think that uh, that's what I wanted to do. I think a little bit where it's just see the rock and rollers and like I dress up like that and go stand on the porch with them. Um, and uh, so I think that like I wanted the, you know, I wanted to play on Saturday Night Live and I wanted a manager with a cigar <laughs> and I wanted like like a Faustian deal somewhere in there. I wanted, uh, you know, um, here's our heroin album. Uh, here's this, here's that. I wanted like all the cliches, right? That was it. That was what I wanted. So, um, like later when they start going, like, you have to really engage with your fans and, and like, do like stuff, uh, you know, on the internet and stuff. I was like, Oh, I, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah i so like if i was starting now um i think that there are some uh things that i would like about it um but largely the cliche that i wanted to live doesn't really exist anymore in the same way so um i don't know if i i maybe i'd do something else i don't, I don't know right because i almost feel like you, you can put your own music out you can make your own stuff on youtube and that's how the record companies find you so, so you do all the hard work and the record company, yeah, we'll just sign you now. They don't have to even worry about, you know, putting all the legwork since it's already been done. So, that, that, you know, they guys have like a base audience already. I mean, when we were when we were getting signed, I mean, that they were already thinking that way, you know, and they were already thinking like, you know, uh, where's your following, you know? Right. So, you know, I, we're like, I don't know. We got, you know, we play at one club in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> So with the you know the first album, which I absolutely love, and you guys ended up touring with Duran Duran. Interesting combo. I mean, I'm sure you were a fan of them, but like what what were the, the reactions like for that point? Probably like 40-year-olds in the in, in the stands, you know, waiting to hear Rio and Hungry Like the Wolf, and then out comes, you know, Czar. So was it hard to like kind of win over that audience? I mean, winning them over was not really going to happen, you know? I mean, it was, um, we were like the thing that was happening while people were finding their seats, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I've talked about this a bit before, but it's, it's a, uh, it was an expensive ticket, right? Um, Not for us. I mean, for, not for people to see us. It was the same, but it was the same price. Right. So like. And so like, it's like, oh, I kind of want to see Czar because uh, that's, I've heard of this new band, but I don't, I don't know if I want to spend 80, right. 80 bucks to go see them. Um, and then, you know, um, with the Duran fans, it's, it's like, I love Duran Duran. They're maybe top five band for me. And 
if I went and saw them, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't be thinking to myself, they probably have a really cool new band opener that I need to like pay attention to. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, no, no, everyone went there, you know, to, to have a good time and, and, you know, um, let's, you know, are they going to do wild boys? I don't know if I want them to or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of, uh, that kind of experience for people and not like, Oh, um, I, you know, that opener something, something. Um, so that said, um, you know, we didn't know if we should go on the tour and maybe we shouldn't have, but it was our first ever tour and it was great <laughs> and I loved it. And, um, it was it i don't know it was it was like you know our album came out while we we're on tour so it still had this like potential it, there was a feeling in the air of, of of fun greatness and you know going out there in front of it's you know i don't know if you've heard this before but like playing for a lot of people is easier than playing for a small amount of people oh, i'm sure yeah i've heard that a lot yeah and um and so you know they were always polite you know uh we you know i think we got some fans out of it but it wasn't like it wasn't like a career making or breaking thing at all it was like oh it's is something that was fun to do and that was about it okay was what like city did you like kind of get the most resistance from detroit okay <laughs> which is actually the only one that was like filmed like by like whatever right so yeah mm -hmm. no they um uh we played a backstreet boys song it, it, it things went sideways after that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i guess they were nsync fans instead right <laughs> yeah no way. they were like B, yeah. they were bb mac fans yeah oh bb mac yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of my favorite songs i don't know if you know the band danny wilson they're a scottish band and they had a, a mm. kind of a one hit wonder so they a song uh, mary's prayer and B.B. Mac covered that. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, the sacrilege. Oh, my God, I can't hear this. So it's funny that you mentioned B.B. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the other song they had. It was like Back I Here. Or something. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 That's funny. So I remember you guys played the the uh, Craig's first. I think it was Kilborn and then Ferguson. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was kind of like, an I don't know, an outlier that uh, I think Kilborn held your CD. Mm -hmm. reverse so when he introduced the band he showed he sh they showed the back of the cd instead of the mm -hmm. front so that kind of like was signs of things to come with the first album um well i mean th th that i mean the cover and all that and the name like there was some something exceedingly blurry about our whole thing like no one yeah. knew how to say our name right the the cover didn't come out like we wanted it to and it just looked like this like blobby mess when he waved it and backward it didn't matter yeah. and and uh you know um it was it was just a weird thing overall uh i i don't know there there was just we came out and everybody said it was great and uh everybody said you guys are going to be huge and then and everything had been going great right up until then and then after that then nothing ever went great again yeah. so uh it was just one of these things where like like i was talking earlier where like we had no reason to be optimistic and and confident but we were and then the exact opposite thing happened and i don't know how much of it was our like you know uh 
you know, the power of attraction, whatever the opposite of that is, where like we deep in our heart, we doubted ourselves and, right. and we caused it to happen. I don't know, but like no one was interested. Radio wasn't interested. P people would say, oh, you know, and then not come see us. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Do you guys, because I don't remember seeing any videos for, for Czar. Was there any main? No, it was, it was a weird time. It was 2000 is when it came out. And yeah. um, it was like right, I think we were one of the last bands to have their album out on cassette. Like, okay. not in a cool, not in a hipster way, but like right, a yeah. major label. Cassette. Major label way. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, we had like samplers and, you know, we had, yeah. you know, and we had it. And so, and it was right before videos were cheap to make. And so they were at that time, like half a million dollars or right. something. And it, that was like coinciding with this MTV. Uh, we won't uh, play any any band's video unless it's already a radio hit, which was happening. So uh, they didn't make any videos of okay. the first album. Which is unfortunate because you look at your like solo album and then Brother Steve, your videos are amazing. Oh, it, it looks like you have fun you know, making them. So I can only imagine the fun you would have had with Czar making the vid videos. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like they pitched us like two ideas. Uh, they they didn't make any sense the videos, mm -hmm. and then and then, but nobody would talk about it. And um, and there was just this almost immediately after it came out, there was this grim sense of doom. Um, even pre uh the Craig Kilborn album backwards. Um, yeah. It, so like it, it just it felt like that it, the same way that it felt earlier, like like everything great was going to happen. It just felt the opposite when the record actually came out. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Cause I mean, I keep repeating myself, but th that album's great. And it, it should have, you know, Thank taken you. off. Then the second, it's, album, it still might, it's still, yeah, might. you never know. I mean, you know, <laughs> after this, you know, maybe 10 people will go get it, you know, download it on iTunes or find it somewhere. You never know, man. You never yeah. Know. Are, are you a streaming guy or are you more of like a physical, like a vinyl CD guy? I'm a Luddite, uh, and I don't know, you know, why or whatever, but like I try to do as little as possible um, on the internet. Um, right. It, uh, I, 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 I've tried harder. I mean, I'm trying less hard now than I used to yeah. because it just you can't you can't stop it. Right. I mean, like unless you're gonna be like really make things inconvenient for the people that you that you love or yeah. or, or, or right <laughs> or even no like i mean i a big change came when i made my solo record because um i was talking to uh linus of hollywood who i who produced it and who i had I'd known a little bit but we weren't like close to anything and so i was talking to him about should we make this record and he was like yeah he's like uh email me your demos and like <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I, I'll just, can I mail you a CD? Yeah. And he's like, uh, really? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, yeah. But like, keep in mind that as we make this record, you know, we're going to need to communicate uh, differently than that. Because like, uh, you're not going to want to like mail me everything and you're not, or come over yeah. every time you, uh, there's a mix or whatever, you know? Um, and I thought like, oh, it's going to be really um, a pain in the ass for other people if I insist on this. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it chips away and then pretty soon you know you don't really know where the line is anymore but i'm definitely a uh a vinyl and cd person um i don't have like a i don't have spotify or anything yeah no i mean cds are so great you know albums just you know unfortunately take up too much space you know and, and everything Do they? I, I mean my wife wants me to get rid of all of them. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure. So I just buy like binders and like hide them away in the closet. Like that. You'll never find Do you have vinyl? Oh, I have a lot of vinyl. Yeah, I love vinyl. Uh, or yeah. does she want you to get rid of that? No, I, I kind of put it in a spot where she won't find them. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. I got one of those like five in one record player to CD, you know, cassette player and stuff. I hate cassettes. It's weird. It's weird you how know? cassette has no has no uh like coolness to it except for like some enforced hipster thing to it exactly but it's it's um no but like you know uh psychologists say that we love things um that we take care of not not so much that we take care of things we love but yeah. when we take care of something we, we we come to love it and i think that some of that is true with records and and cds even right. where like you you're kind of in charge of of the well-being of this physical object. Yeah. Don't scratch it. Don't scratch exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Don't get it dirty. What are yeah. you doing? You got it dirty. You know. And when you care for something like that, you have a different relationship with it. And and I think that like when uh, I don't know how you know these young people these days <laughs> with the TikTok or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they experience. Like you or I could hold up an album or whatever and look at it and go man that summer man i listened to this record exactly. a million times and like i don't know if like you know people Gen can relate Zers to that anymore look, yeah. look at their phone and go like oh look at that little guy Dude, exactly that summer you yeah know, i don't know if they do that right i mean because you know movies really don't tv shows don't but songs you know you can hear a song and that can automatically bring you back to that time where it's, oh, I remember that summer. I can remember what I was doing, you know, making out with a girl or whatever. And, you know, vinyls, the artwork is fantastic. I always love the liner notes to see who worked on it. And then the, all the lyrics. And that was great. And, you know, unfortunately now, you don't get that with, say, Spotify, unfortunately. And it's, you can't hold the album. And it's like, you spend money on it. And it's great. You go into the store. You actually made a trip to the store. And just the whole experience now is like unfortunate. You can't put your arms around a memory. If no. I can, uh, that's a that's a that's, that's a good title. <laughs> but um, no, it's no, and it, all of that, you know. I mean, it's hard to say like the good and the bad in in this, some of this stuff because, yeah. like, I mean, with with they got YouTube now. And yeah. there's a lot of music on there yeah. that like would have blown my mind in a probably a good way. Yeah. If I had if I, like like when I was like in college and first starting to play music and stuff, um, like getting like English like glam music, like or like what you know, the band Mud. I don't know if you know. Oh, the yeah, band yeah. Mud. yeah. But like they would have blown my mind. Right. I would have like it would have changed my life. Um, I had never even heard of them until yeah. the Internet. You know, until YouTube or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, on the other hand, um, I think about records that like, you know, I talked about the Poostics and like there were years where I would go to any record store and immediately go see if they had any because i didn't know how many records they had like, yeah. like you know you there were bands that you could like and you didn't know anything about them 
and right. and there was no way to find out anything about them. Exactly. And you and and like and especially if it's a Welsh band, you go <laughs> and and like they have like sometimes you find singles that you didn't know about, but sometimes you find albums yeah. you didn't even know existed. Right. And and when you would find something like that at a record store, I mean, you'd leave there like fist in the air, like going like, "This is this is yeah. awesome." And I don't I don't ever have that feeling when I check out something on YouTube or some other, like, you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't have that same, right. That same triumph to it. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, going even like, I miss all the stores, whether it was borders or any of those or music stores that have like, the listening stations and you kind of walk by, it's like, and even like, Oh, the album cover looks kind of cool. Maybe I'll check it out. And then you're there for a half hour. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to go buy this. If you're lucky, I'll finish, you know, finish your solo album. And then it'll like, automatically suggest another artist which mm -hmm. sounds pretty similar I'm like oh you know th that's cool but it's still not the same mm -hmm. actually going to the store or like hearing a song in a store and then trying to remember the lyrics so you can go home and like you know try to find it or tell someone in this in the record store do you know the song and then you keep the lyrics and look like you're you know have five heads because they have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> no and, and like and like you know and now it's it's i remember and this was like uh in the aughts. I don't know yeah. if you say the aughts, the, the aughts. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, I heard the song on this AM station and uh, I've come to find out that it's uh, Herb Alpert, um, okay. This Guy's In Love With You. You know that song? Um, if I heard it, probably. I know Herb Alpert. Okay. Me, yeah. So I, I just, I just, I, like, I just knew it like, like, ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. And I didn't know any of the words. Right. I would go around to everybody I knew. Hey, what's the song? Like, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> you got to get me more than that. No, exactly. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Why aren't like, you getting it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was in a car commercial. And I'm like, there it is. And 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 then I figured out that it was Herb Alpert. Yeah. But like, it was fun. It was fun to kind of not know. Right. And like, talk to people about it. And you go, that's just one note. You got to give me yeah. more than one note. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've done that. I used to have cassettes of just like I would tape off the radio, you know, hit off record your foot, yeah. and you might get like 30 seconds of a song. And it's like, you wait, you don't know the song. This sounds awesome. And you wait for the DJ to say the song and they go to the next one. Like, damn it. You know, and then you got to hope you hear it sometime. You know, this was before, you know, you're in your car and it's displayed you know, the song and the name, you know, everything's easy for you. But before it was like a journey. You had to, you know, hope to hear it again on the radio or, you know, take the cassette and, hey, do you know the song? And you play it and like, sorry, I don't, you should know the song, you know, help me out, please. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and like, and I know that like on some, on some level, it's, it's just a product of like, you know, our generation and kind of how we experienced and like the things that we find special about whatever yeah. and like our dad's something else and that like, you know, I remember, you know, my dad talking about, you know, hearing uh, Rave On by mm. uh, Buddy Holly on the radio okay. and feeling like the world was coming to an end. It was just this crazy rock and roll. And yeah. you listen to it now and it's like, Rave On. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, so the experience is totally different, you know? And and yet, like, I have positive, like, I remember, like, uh, like the, the song uh, Magic by Pilot, right? Okay. And uh, you know that song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um 
I love that song, but they like never played it on the radio and I didn't have it anywhere. And the right. only place I could find it was on this like have a nice day cassette uh from Rhino, right? Oh yeah. And and like and they the, the rest of, the, of that collection was not very good. Uh so or it wasn't what I was into at the yeah. moment. So um like so you'd have to rewind it like just to the right spot and then like and like play it again and then rewind yeah. it just to the right spot right. and play it again. And like and like I was obsessed with that song. And um and yet my experience with that cassette um is 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 a positive memory for some reason that it was like because you had to want it man it's like you know like like now you or i can just check out some bands new thing uh no problem but back in the day it's Mm. like if you wanted to hear a record yeah there could be a listening station at the record store maybe but like you either had to buy it or you Mm -hmm. had to like know somebody who had it exactly physically go over to their house so they could play it for you you right i mean it was it it was It was a more of a of a of an event to listen to somebody's new record or some record that you wanted uh, to listen to because you couldn't just get it in the old place. And boy, oh boy, do I sound like a back in my day. Exactly. Back in my day, that's what it was. It's true. Yeah, we you know we walked ten miles uphill to the record store, you know, in the snow and barefoot, and we you know we liked it. But you know, and they were a dick to you. Yeah, they yeah. acted too cool for school, and exactly. you loved them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I have had a Spotify and listened to it and amazing, but nothing is going to bring back just how you felt holding a vinyl, listening to the vinyl and just the journey and the quest of trying to find a song, you know, like, you know, half the lyrics or or whatever now because they have apps, you hold the phone up and automatically gives you the song and you're walking around like a jackass in the store holding you know the phone trying to get like them to uh, find out the song for you. Yeah, no, and and like you know, I, I'm I you, we probably all have like different stories, but I remember like you know hearing um uh you know the song "Rock Your Baby" by uh, George McRae. Um, I don't know, I don't think so. I it okay, I I I know the name now because okay. uh, but it was it was a big hit. It was a disco song, and okay. it's like like woman, take me in your arms, rock baby. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. So, but I thought he was saying rock me, baby. And so like it was, it's rock your baby. baby. And so like, I couldn't find this anywhere. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's just one of those things where like, I have a special place in my heart because it took me a long time to figure out who that was. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, but these kids today, they seem all right. I, I like them enough. You know, they seem yeah. like it's not hurting them to not have these experiences. No, no. You know, they, they find different experiences and then 20 years later, they'll complain to their kids about, you know, you have it so easy. Now we had a hold a phone up to get a song or, you know, just have an app or now, now it's just programmed in our head. We probably touch our forehead and you can play any song we want or something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, or AI writes one for you. Um, yeah, exactly. with, is is your son in, in college, right? Yeah. Stop. Is he and him and his friends into like the nineties, or is that not really? I mean, it's funny. He works in a summer camp, and he has like a playlist of just like you know songs going on now and stuff like that. You know, also Big Time Rush. He might have a song, you know, from the nineties. But everyone loves his playlist. He's like the mm-hmm. DJ of the camp, and he'll just share his playlist to everybody. My daughter gets her songs from TikTok. So I'll play a song in the car and she goes, oh, I know this from TikTok. And it's like obsession by an emotion or something like that. And it's like, 
you know they're from TikTok or like you know uh clocks by Coldplay. That that's her new favorite because she heard it on TikTok. I'm like, it's an awesome song, but it's like, all right, you hear it from TikTok. I guess as long as you can find a way to hear, you know, hear some good music, it's it's fine, but it's just, it's just kind of funny. My youngest is I'm getting him into Tears for Fears. He goes around singing Shout around the house. I love it. it it's amazing. So I'm like, finally, I got one. You know, I can finally mold. I'm like, he's going it, to, it's amazing. <laughs> or he, he goes around singing Always Something That Remind Me, Naked Eyes or, you know, the Burt Bacharach. So, but it's well, amazing. Not the Dionne Warwick version. You know, it's, it's, I got to no. say that, like, you know, uh, the, uh, what's that? The, the Burundi beat, the, right? Yeah. Which was like the Adam Ant beat, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and was like going to be like a new, like, type of music or something when, when, when that was happening. But they, it's weird that like this drum machine, Burundi beat, like the Naked Eyes version is, is the version. It's the real version of that song, even right. though, the real one came out 15, 20 years before that yeah. or whatever uh, with much better um, uh, uh, bona fides yeah. <laughs> um, with, with like, I don't, you know, with, I'm, I don't know if Bert Bacharach produced it, but like more involved in the whole thing. And this, uh, I don't know what would seem like a slight cover is actually, I don't know, the real one in my opinion. No, I, I, I agree. I had no idea. Cause it's funny you mentioned like getting it off, you know, Rhino buying this. I asked yeah. how, how I first got that song. Cause I, heard on the radio i'm like this song is amazing didn't know who sang it and then the commercial for i forgot totally 80s or whatever it was came up and, and it played it and then it used to like when the scroll come up the screen it would highlight the song that was playing and I'm like oh my yet. god finally so i asked my mom like please can we get this you know cassette uh -huh. and then, you know she got it from me i'm like oh this is awesome you know i played it until of course my tape player ate the song but at least by then i knew uh -huh. and i could just go get uh -huh. you know their, their album or cd or whatever but it was just uh -huh. like just funny. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So your your solo album, which it was funny we mentioned, you know, the, the commercials, because you guys had a, you had a pledge music kind of uh, campaign. It made uh -huh. an amazing commercial, and it's on YouTube. Everybody check it out. It, it is fantastic. Oh. Um, you know, and then all, all, all the extras you get for pledging, and then there's more, and then there's more, and you get so much stuff. I mean, I was waiting. <laughs> I for forgot you. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for you. Oh yeah, some you get some of Jeff's DNA, or Jeff something will come to your house, <laughs> mop the floors, or do whatever, change your oil of a car. It, it, it's amazing. So, how much fun did you like have making that album? Well, it's it's funny because like I had a lot of fun making that album, and it yeah. was the first album that I've ever made that I did. Um, and I don't know why. It maybe it's like the pressure of, of right. label this or career on the line that. Um, but uh, me and Linus of Hollywood, who was the producer, um, we recorded it like kind of backwards, where yeah. we recorded everything but the drums, and then I put the drums in uh, later. Um, and so we would just get together every day and, uh, really mostly just talk, um, for like maybe three or four hours about, <laughs> about the zombies or right. whatever, you know? Um, and then we, we, we'd make music, we'd like re record for like, I don't know, five or six hours and then have dinner and then record for a couple more hours. <laughs> and it was like funny and easy and uh like like other the other albums that i had made were like just like everything which is like a drop of blood you'd have to squeeze it out and 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 do it again and again and again mm -hmm. and it was hard and you'd go ah 
<laughs> and then the producer come in and knock over the table for some reason. Right. Um, but uh, no, it was like, well, he's such a good musician. So um, uh, I don't know if you know his work, but um, he's Never an incredibly heard. talented person. Yeah. And uh, he's, um, I don't know, he's he's one of these guys that can play everything, you know, like a pro. And, and right. so um, with like harmonies or whatever, he sometimes it takes me a long time to figure out what I'm supposed to do. He just goes sing this note, you know, yeah. and um, and I was I was a little embarrassed about sing this note, uh, but then I was watching um, that Paul McCartney uh, one two three I think it's called that, okay. that Rick Rubin interview series. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and Rick Rubin said, but he's like, well, you know, Paul McCartney's like, oh, we just come in, we just blah, blah. and then you go, but you, but these harmonies, you can't have just made that yeah. up like as you were doing it. And he's like, oh, George Martin would tell us what notes to, he would just tell us what to do, right? And and like I was like, oh, okay, so that's like a thing that even the Beatles would do. Yeah, uh, if somebody says hit, just sing this note, they would just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you had a couple of songs in there, like Jendi, which I love in the video is, is great. Nice retro, you know, 50s and 60s type video. The song is great. Is she based on a real person?
would say so. Um, I would say so. Um, but I try not to uh, base my songs too much on uh, real romance reality um, because. I, I early on I had a theory that if you write a song about a relationship, then then it's over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like like forever. Like like I don't know, but I would sincerely doubt that Peter, Chris, and Beth are still together. Right. Um, <laughs> or that anybody like, you know, uh, Eric Clapton or somebody. So yeah. somebody who writes a lot about a lot about their real relationships. Right. Um, I don't think that those people are still together. Um, like almost like if you if you speak it out loud in that way, it's like somehow um, dooming things. So I've tried to keep it um, pretty. We're uh, um, dealing with the form. Now yeah. that said, all kind. It's weird, and I think a lot of people who write lyrics will will um, will 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 note this as well. Is that you don't know what you're saying. You don't know the messages that you're saying to yourself. You don't know. There's like this, this, uh, when you write something, you, I find that I'm sending myself uh, a lot of, um, I, uh, that I don't know what the song is about until years later. Okay. I think it's about something made up when it's actually obviously about something that real happening in my life. So, right. but Jendi, um, Jendi was, uh, you know, a, a couple of things were based on real life, but mostly it was um, just having fun. Right. Has anyone come to you, whether it's a Zara song, Brother Steve, or even your solo stuff, and they say this song has meant so much to me because of this, and then you kind of think to yourself, this is not what the song is supposed to intend meaning at, at all? Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. And and that's interesting because I've talked, uh, I've been talking with a couple of friends of mine recently about this, and it's about whether, like, when someone says that they um, like your music or your comedy or whatever it is we're talking about, um, that is that enough or do you do you need them do you need to know that they understand them? um yeah. like if like somebody to like loves you but totally doesn't understand what you're doing right like how do you feel about that is it yeah. cool and uh generally the feeling is yeah that's cool um <laughs> even, if, yeah. even if they don't understand it you know because like i don't know if, if you've been i don't know if you're a beatles fan but there's a lot of them right right a lot of Beatles fans. Yeah. And I went to this thing when I was in high school, late high school, called Beatlefest. Have you ever okay. heard of Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess they have them in different cities, but they have them in L.A. And uh, I don't know if they still do, but um, it, it was downtown L.A. at the Bonaventure Hotel, which is mm -hmm. uh, is seen in Spinal Tap and s as several different hotels. They just, but it's always the same one. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, uh, I remember going there and feeling like um like you hear about like in Ireland they used to I don't know if they still do but they used to have these catholics and these protestants and they would like blow each other up and stuff mm. um and you go come on guys you're both like kind of the same thing yeah. you know you, you have to kill each other and i remember being at beetlefest and going like oh i get it i get it now um you guys are appreciating the beatles wrong um I totally understand. We have the same God in a way, yeah. but you're worshiping him in such a way that like, it, it's really upsetting to me. Um, so like, you know, uh, I don't remember the question, but um, what was the question? Well, it was about like someone coming to you, interpreting a song oh, right. different, you know, than you intended it to be. Yeah. 
so like like you know things can mean a lot of things to people yeah. and you don't mean it and uh and and like there are like i don't like when that beatles uh get back documentary came out mm, a couple yeah. of years ago like it was difficult for me uh emotionally to watch it i don't know if it was for other people but like it was heavy it was like kind of watching your parents and it's kind of like watching like right different things and like it's kind of like I don't know. I mean, it's probably my least favorite Beatles album, Let It Be, too, which is which is a problem. Okay. But uh, and they're kind of wrapping it up anyway, which is kind of a problem. Yeah. But um, but like I kind of don't want to know uh, about everything and I don't want to know what they meant necessarily because it's important to me that it is what it is to me. And exactly. um, if like, you know. There are, there are bands, there's music, whatever, that like, I wish I didn't know what I do know about them as people. Right. You know, I, I was thinking about Gary Glitter the other day, and I don't know if you're a Gary Glitter. No, fan. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, every, it seems like every year I have a different like Christmas song that comes, that chooses me. I really like Christmas music. Okay. But like every year, like, it seems like a different song is, is, it becomes my, the one that I want to hear again and again and yeah. again. And this year, it wanted to be um, another rock and roll Christmas by Gary Glitter. I don't know if you know right. that song. I know. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> I have it, but I wouldn't put it on myself because okay. I feel bad because I know what a horrible human being it is. Yeah. But I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and on the Sirius XM uh, 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 Christmas channels that they have yeah. a couple of ones, um, this is a 70s, 80s one that would play it. Mm-hmm. There was one called Jolly that would play it. Right, yeah. And I would find that like somehow like when it would come on the radio, I run over and turn it up <laughs> because like it was okay. I wasn't playing it. Yeah, right. But it's like so fucked up because like I, I just, it's a song and I just wanted to like the song, but you can't separate it from who he is uh, also. Yeah. And, and so I kind of want to like, since since so much of this is just art and so much of this is just like this very subjective thing, then if I'm in a happy place and, and the music and the image I have of the band or singer is is what I what I is doing something for me yeah. that I like, then I don't need to like like know anything more about it, um, right. especially if it's going to involve like Paul McCartney beating up somebody some beating up his wife or, yeah. or you know what I mean? Like, like that's going to like bum me out. Um, so uh, I think ultimately um, uh, when, if, if it means something to somebody that, it, that is that they like and they, they support it. Um, yeah. And even if it's totally wrong, I'll say, Hey man, thanks for listening. Right. You know, it's funny you mentioned, cause like I kind of have, you know, conflict with that with like movies or tv shows with actors mm-hmm. who are like bill cosby yeah. or like say kevin sure. spacey or something like that and mm-hmm. like i'm not actively putting the dvd in at the cosby show but if it's on all right it's on it happens it's still on you know, sometimes yeah on one of the cable networks it's on a lot or like la confidential is one of my all-time favorite movies and you know kevin spacey but can i sit there and watch him I don't put on the movie anymore, but if it's on, you know, one of the channels, all right, it's on. So it kind of drew me in rather than me searching it out. So I can kind of, for those two hours or the 30 minutes for the sitcom, I can kind of just separate the two. But like, hey, man, she, was, she was talking to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, she kissed me. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. It's wrong. You feel guilty afterwards, but it's like I enjoyed this before I knew everything. Kind of like what you were saying with Gary Glitter, and there's a hundred other artists that we don't know stuff about, and I don't don't know stuff about exactly. I just want to keep it innocent and clean and enjoy the music. And I mean, like I, you know, and I don't know, I, I truly don't know, like about like Michael Jackson, because like yeah. part of me goes like, it's okay to listen to like Jackson five, because he was a kid and probably right. being molested at that yeah. time, yeah. Uh, rather than later when he's doing the molestation. Right. But like, um, the other day, like, for some reason, I, I had I, I put it on. And okay. it was uh, uh, um, uh, the song off the wall. My mm-hmm. favorite Michael Jackson song. Okay. And I just kept listening to it over and over again. Yeah. And it wasn't on cassette, so I didn't have to rewind it. Okay. But like it, you know, and I just kept turning it up louder and listening to it again and a little bit louder listening to it again. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I like this song. I wish it I wish I could just like it and not go not go what it but like you know and michael jackson i don't know but like i i, I wouldn't wish what happened his life on anybody probably i don't know no um, it's, it's it's really, really hard to be him yeah yeah agreed and the documentary was was a tough watch oh, i didn't watch it i didn't watch it you're you're, you're fortunate yeah that was yeah. that was tough I, I i probably didn't listen to his music for a year after that and yeah i watched the r kelly one but i don't care about his music yeah me neither it's, yeah it, and like, and what bullshit it is on my part that like I'm not gonna watch this thing about Michael Jackson, because like I don't want to make it hard for me to listen to want to be starting something. I mean, you yeah. know, what I mean? it's like it's no, like exactly, yeah, yeah, right. You know, it's an amazing artist, amazing music, and it's just like, ugh. yeah, it, it was hard to separate it. But you know, I eventually got back to him, and now I'm, I guess I'm good in a spot with him. You could say. <laughs> It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is. And then at the same t- at the same time, like there's the personal lives of so much that enhances our experience. Like, yeah. say Keith Richards or like somebody like that, where like, oh man, so it's it's mm. fun to like see their rock and roll side. But like, yeah, I'm sure like you wouldn't want to be at a party or... parties with him. Yeah. At, you know, back in the early '70s, or something. that might disappoint you. I don't know. Who knows? Who no. knows these things? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio? I do. Yeah. I was at home. I was uh, hanging out with this girl who is my girlfriend now. Okay. And um, and we're listening to, uh, you know, I guess this is appropriate or ironic that I say this mm-hmm. uh, to Rodney Bingenheimer, um, who's, I, I, you know, his, I don't, I don't know if I can say stuff on the radio oh, yeah. or on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, a guy who probably should get me tooed at some point. Okay. Um, shit. I, I didn't, I don't know if I should have said that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but he, he played us on his show and he was the first person to play us. Um, and, um, um, it was, it was a remarkable experience. Uh, and, um, it's never happened to me again. Okay. What's I mean, I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard it was, I don't want to break up.
was the most interesting place. You heard one of your songs? Uh, Robex Juice. Um, okay. Plays Silver Shifter. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was at Robex yesterday. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So Silver Shifter gets like, you hear reports of it at like used car dealership. Like It's like on some weird playlist somewhere. Okay. Where you hear about it at strange places. places uh, yeah. Like, man, it was at this truck stop. It was like four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of that kind of thing. heard that one in an old navy once uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think so maybe about 15 years ago or something like that yeah and that was a place that always had good music because um you'd walk around try to this before they had shazam and walk around trying oh it's a great song and i don't even know how i came about this but on before google i think i like yahoo did or ash jeeves or whatever and it was like <laughs> does old navy have uh music playlists 
And sure enough, they had a website that every month they would post what songs they played in the stores. I'm like, this is fantastic. And sure enough, they had Silver Shifter. I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good old, yeah. old Navy. Yeah. I mean, I've been like 15, you know, 15, 16 years ago, I think it was. <laughs> but yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was awesome. What you're working on now is, is fantastic. The Brother Steve, which I love. And it's also. Thank you. Eight, uh, 60s, you know, the monkey, you know, stuff. Mm, sure. Yeah. Um, any um, update in making more albums with them? I know you had one out what, a couple years ago. Uh, I've done two Brother Steve records. Right. Um, and, um, you know, it's still an active, you know, uh, fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the next thing that I'm... Um, focusing on is uh one um we're gonna well i won't say that uh but i will say um i'm in this group called the monster squad okay which is uh and and i every it seems like every about year or so i say this is about to come out uh <laughs> and uh and it's i will tell you now that it that that this record is done okay it's mastered it's ready to go Awesome. Now it's in the can, as we say. Yeah. Um, and so this group is um is like we're all uh like classic movie monsters, right? So like I'm the mummy, and there's okay. Frankenstein, there's Dracula, and there's Wolfman. Wolfman is Dan uh from Czar. He plays right. drums though in the monster squad. And um and then we got uh um Dracula is uh was in, is in the brother Steve uh, he's Dylan in the brother Steve and then Frankenstein is our friend uh John Ojaka. Now um so uh it's uh it's a 60s it's like the monkeys basically okay. and it's it's we play like 60s bubblegum music and we live in an apartment it's like a show kind of thing and we uh try to make it in you know in Hollywood and uh it's very, it's very bubblegummy, and I'm very excited about it. And uh, and hopefully this year it's coming out. There's, we're trying to get all the the various assets together for okay. a, a proper release of something like this. Right, that's awesome. So I'm sure the show can only take place at night because of Dracula, right? Or that the curtains <laughs> have to be down in the apartment and everything. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 none of those kind of rules apply. Okay. And we're just us, you know. Yeah. We're, we're kind of like cartoon versions of us, okay, of ourselves. Um, and yeah, like the mummy, he doesn't, he talks like me, you know. He yeah. Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's Dracula. Yeah, there's we uh, there's no problem in the sun. Yeah, he doesn't right. even sparkle. Uh, so it's not like monster mash type of song or anything like that right no that's yeah, exactly oh yeah absolutely <laughs> great but jeff this was awesome you are amazing i can't wait to hear the monster squad everyone check out the two czar albums the, the solo album brother steve everything is great um once again thank you for your time this was fantastic dude no thank you so much for having me on that was a pleasure And a special thanks to Jeff for joining me today. Go check out his website, thisisjeffwhalen.com. On X, formerly Twitter, it's at Jeff Whalen Rocks, at Zar Rocks, T-S-A-R Rocks. If you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on X. 
at the first all one nine, or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes, not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, basically where we can find a new podcast. And Jeff sent me a uh, copy of the Monster Squad theme song, so I'm gonna play it right now. It's great. Hopefully, we'll hear it this year. Jeff's music awesome. We'll see you next time. Enjoy. Everybody come on, everybody come on. Set your face to 